looking back on the 10 years, I'd say the hard work is actually maintaining it, being smart and looking at the horizon and saying, where are the opportunities? How do I diversify and scale? This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Chum and in this episode, we're speaking with entrepreneur and property developer, Mark Rolton. After building his business from the ground up, Rolton specializes in property options and now teaches everyday investors how to make huge profits through options. Learn about how options work and the steps to succeed with property options. In our last conversation with Rolton, we learned about his strategy to use property options in order to make significant profit. He explains clearly what exactly he means by an option. In its simplicity, all we're doing is offering the vendor more money for the property. Now, offering a premium to the vendor, we must get time in exchange. So if the property's worth a million, our, our go-to is that we always offer the vendor 1.2, 1.26, 1.29, right? We just give the vendor over and above the market in exchange for time. Now, when you say time, how long? 12, 18 months, 15 months, 16 months, whatever I can possibly get. Because I'm not going to sit there on my hands and, and, and think, oh, I hope the market goes up. That's a stupid strategy. What we're looking for is to force value on that asset through the DA, the development approval process. So I can take, you know, like this morning, for example, here's 6.4 hectares in Western Melbourne, right? Um, and, you know, it's probably worth about 3.1. We've optioned at 3.46 million. We said to the vendor, listen, we want to give you a premium, take our money, but, but we need 16 months under option to execute the permit here. The council, they're a little bit tricky. They're not so friendly. Um, but then I'm now going to spend about $250,000 to $300,000 of my cash executing the permit. That's not the vendor's money. And if I don't complete the deal, please understand, if I don't complete the deal, the vendor is in fact better off. Why? They've still got the property. The title is in their name. It's under option. But now they've got a permit for 78 lots that I paid for. Makes sense? Absolutely. So if we don't perform, if we don't execute, the vendor is going to be better off. By implementing an option, Rolton is at no risk giving the potential to maximize profits after DA comes through. What's cool about this is that by not having that traditional risk of ownership, this is where people go in blind. This is where you know traditional developers blow up. They've got all this debt, no way of servicing it. And the bank's just scratching their head going, there's no way out. We're going to have to roll you. But I go in with no risk. I've mitigated the exposure. I've got an option in play. I control the property for a set time. I spend my capital on the deal. And the value to me is I get a massive uplift from the permit. Now, that property is worth 3.46, big deal. With a DA for 78 lots, hello, it's probably worth about 4.95 million is my best estimate. Now, you know, I am literally a kilometre away from Bunnings and Aldi on that site. I'm in transit right now. I'm driving back to, to the CBD. 
you know, how hard can that be to get a vowel for $4.95 million with a DA permit ready to go, shovel ready in the ground? It's a no-brainer. And we've basically pulled $1.5-odd million of net gain, windfall, and it's cost me $250,000, $300,000. You might be wondering why the vendor wouldn't just take the permit and develop or sell the land themselves after the permit has been provided. Rolton explains why. The vendor has no power over the property, so to to speak. Now, they can't pull out. If we've got a 15-month, two-year option, you know, I've got got clients now that are doing options for 30 months because they just want to hedge their bets. They know the longer that it goes, the more valuable the property's going to be worth. So, you know, the vendor has no power to say, oh, yeah, I've changed changed my mind. I'm going to go ahead and develop it. Impossible. They don't have that luxury. You and I can either develop it ourselves or, better still, we can just flick it on to an ultimate buyer, a large development company, construction company, a, a group of investors, a syndicate, and just go, hey, listen, guys, here's 78 blocks of land with a permit. Knock yourself out. Go do it. And they, they, they are desperate for deals like that. It makes it so much easier when it comes time to fund it. They've got a permit, a live transaction that is shovel ready. They go to their banker and say, oh, yeah, here's the deal, and it's got a permit ready to go. This takes all the risk off the table for the banker. Definitely, definitely. So the vendor doesn't have that power is my point. The vendor can't go, oh, yeah, I think I'll develop it. I've changed my mind. They can't do that. What's more, you and I have a caveat over the property which says that the the vendor can't walk away. They are committed to the document. And unfortunately, there's no way out of this until the time has lapsed. Now, we've had these documents, as you might imagine. We've done transactions that have been worth in excess of $38 million as a purchase just for the property, right? They've been challenged in the Supreme Court. An option is a legally binding agreement. The vendor has no way back. After employing this strategy for over a decade, Rolton has become quite the expert and has seen it all. Look, it's been 14 years to be clear, uh, it's nearly a decade and a half of my life. 14 years of distillation is what sort of occurred here. And yeah, look, I've sat in front of over 2,200 mum and dad vendors. There's not one objection that they can throw at myself and my team when we, we don't have an answer for it. We've been there, done that, got the scars and the T-shirt to prove it. Working with everyday mum and dad investors, Rolton describes this strategy using three simple elements. There's really only three elements to any transaction, and they are time, deposit, dollars. These are the three things that we that we are seeking in any sort of discussion with a vendor. Time, deposit, dollars. Firstly, got to have time. I will give you over and above the market, Mr. Vendor, Mrs. Vendor, in exchange for time. I'll give you $2.3 million, and I know the property's only worth $1.9. I'll give you a 400 grand premium, but I need 18 months to execute a DA. Time. Deposit. We always use $1,000 plus the DA costs. You might have a vendor that goes, yeah, but my property's worth five and a half million. You're going to throw down a grand. No, no, you missed what I said, Mr. Vendor. I'm going to throw down $300,000 cash money to execute the DA. Now, if we don't perform and complete the deal, you end up with the approval, right? You are the direct beneficiary of our time, skill, and money. So the vendors really... um, at ease. We've allayed their concerns, Tyrone, because now they're like, okay, 
These guys are legit. They're going to throw down 300 grand to execute the permit. They're going to get an architect involved. They're going to get a structural engineer, hydraulic engineer, civil engineer, enviro, veg consultants, traffic, acoustic consultants. These guys are on it. And if they don't complete, well, we end up with a property now that's got a permit and we could sell it for a whole lot more. The last one is dollars, time deposit, dollars. That's the third element we've got to have. There's no point sitting in front of a vendor that goes, yeah, I want 50 million for something that's worth 10. So we've got to be able to strike a little bit above the market. And I typically work on anywhere from say five to 25% above the market. And that's very hard to quantify unless you really know what you're doing with a feasibility. You know, I've actually offered in the past, I've offered vendors 80% more than what the property was worth, almost wow. double. Rolton knew exactly what he was doing when he offered almost double the worth of a single property. Let's be clear. You know, I knew that there were some things going on, some, some rummagings in the council and we had learned the council was going to turn light industrial to heavy manufacturing, right? That means no noise limits. You can make as much dust as you want, vehicle movements 24 hours a day. Well, that, that essentially doubles the value of an asset in the industrial space. And all we did was say, listen, we know the property's worth 4.2. We will give you, we will give you 7.9 million, but there's no further negotiation. And the vendor's, the vendor's face, you should have seen it. You know, his wife, his wife, Colleen, bless her heart, just kind of looked at me with these saucer kind of eyes. Um, and I said, look, no games, no games. We are going to make profit. You stand to too. But here's the deal. He explains how he supports his clients through this process and the software used to work out net profit. If you know what you're doing. So around the feasibilities, and this is where really the art comes in, Tyrone. You know, like we spend in our training, we spend an immense amount of time in honing those numbers. You know, we work with our clients, our students to really bring them up to speed. When they walk out of, you know, our training, they're essentially a partner. They've come to us with, the idea of, okay, Mark, I bring you the deal and you throw in all the money for the DA, the permit, the option deposit, you throw in all the costs for lawyers and, and documentation, you are basically bringing the money to the table, correct? They need to be quite precise with how our numbers work. Now, part of our training, we give them our software. We custom built software that you fill in five, seven fields, it will spit out the profit net profit um, to the last dollar. That's how accurate it is. So these inputs, are in, they're very important and that's what we spend our time training them on. So where would a, you ask by saying, where would an average Joe start? Well, with that level of training and the feasibility making that sort of hard work a lot easier. Being well informed and following reliable advice is key to succeeding in property options. Look, for the large stakes, for the large stakes involved, yeah, there, there, there really is some finessing. You don't just roll up to a vendor and go, mate, you know, it's worth four. I'll give you five million for it. <laughs> um, those days are gone. No. You know, vendors are smart. They, they understand that they've got very strong counsel, legal counsel, and lawyers will go, well, listen, it's got to be legitimate. It's got to be real. But what I would say to you, you know, as we're embarking upon a very turbulent market, and an election year, we know that vendors are absolutely desperate. Yeah, they are on their knees. They know they missed the peak of the market a year, year and a half ago. For most of us in Sydney, we missed the market a year and a half ago, 18 months. 
And vendors now are so fluid. They are so willing to talk, you know, and so realistic in their expectations, mate. I had a conversation with one of my uh, clients just last week. Last Tuesday, I had a cup of coffee with him. And him and his wife were saying, Mark, it was only six months ago that vendors were chasing $1.7 million an acre in the inner west suburbs of, 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 of Sydney. We're getting phone calls now where they'll accept 1.4, 1.42 million an acre. You know, that, that's a that's a 16% reduction yep, yep. in six months. Yeah. In six months. Six months. So it's going to sound a bit strange and counterintuitive, but the best time to be doing options is when the market's on its knees. Coming up after the break, hear about why Rolton got started and continues along his investment journey. I realized that I love what I do. I'm extremely passionate about property and what it does for people. I just love it. The resources and mentors that he utilized. I think Kiyosaki, Robert played a big part in my early development. I think what Robert taught me was possibility. As well as the best advice he's ever received. And I remember this, I was crossing the street after breakfast, a meeting, and he said to me, you'll never go broke making a profit. And that stood the test of time. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Rolton's journey has consisted of a lot of ups and downs. When he started in property, he had just got back on his feet after facing hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Now, he shares why he turned to property and why he continues on this journey today. April 10, 2016, I officially retired. Um, I hung up the shoes for the last time and made the next 10 months were absolute misery. Uh, I realized that I love what I do. I'm extremely passionate about property and what it does for people. I just love it. You know, it, it really is the, the golden slipper. You know, like it's, it's incredible. And anyone can sort of get moving. I didn't have money. And 90% of my clientele don't have money when they walk through the doors. So why continue? You know, I love the chase of the deal. Let's be clear, straight up. Um, I'm a deal maker. I enjoy that process. Um, and quite frankly, I get the victory. You know, one of my clients just the other day, Tyrone, last Monday, Tuesday, I'm talking like seven, eight days ago, sent me a video of him picking up a brand new Lamborghini Huracan, Vivian. Oh, wow. Uh, one of two in the country, one of two, and here's a video of this guy that failed in business, uh, went belly up, him and his wife almost kicked out of the home, and here he is now taking delivery of a brand new Lamborghini and killing it, killing it. He's a full-fledged developer in his own right today. And um, yeah, this guy's smashing out 150 keys per annum. He's on his way. Mate, I share in that victory. That keeps my sales full. You know, there is a part of me that's just like, right on, bro, right on. That's great. Um, you know, and it's not all touristic, mate. You know, I have still have commercial pursuits of my own. You know, I'm on the march like everybody. Um you know, I want to be able to list one of my enterprises in the next sort of four to five years. Um, you know, I'm determined to see that thing sort of go very well. It's a very unique business and, you know, I know that will do well. And it will be somewhere between a 13, 13.5 PE ratio. And that will sort of, that, that, that will yield some hefty returns for us. So, mate, I'm on the charge as well. You know, I love it. I can't sit still. And I think 10 months of that was a great demonstration. 
I hated life for 10 months. I was uninspired. When it comes to mentors that helped him along his journey, one name comes to mind. There wasn't really a lot of people that I was reaching for. I think Kiyosaki, Robert played a big part in my early development. I think what Robert taught me was possibility. It was not specifics. It certainly wasn't mechanics. It was only after spending a lot of time with Robert in the last sort of five, six years that I've really got to know him and his fundamental principles. But that wasn't available to me back then, you know, like I was just like everybody else, reading Cash Flow Quadrant. What I suppose it, it, it laced within me was that this is possible, you know, like just maybe there's an inkling, it's a chance. As far as mentors, mate, I, there's not a whole lot that I can speak from. You know, there, there wasn't anybody saying, here's the inside scoop, here's the skinny, here's how you do it. That didn't come till, till many years later. Today, you know, I sit with two of Australia's 13 billionaires on a regular occasion. Um, you know, I recently did lunch with one of them and, and he was just like so forthcoming with info. But back then, man, when I was starting out in the, in the hustle, I didn't really have a lot to go from. I, you know, as I said, I, I'd probably say the, the, the raw blueprint was kind of set by Robert, really. That's where a lot of the wisdom was drawn from, mate. It wasn't magical. It wasn't new. It was just saying, oh, yeah, if you move from that quadrant to that one, it's probably more likely, more possible that you're going to be rich and not just sell time. Rolton shares the best advice he's ever received when he heard about it and how he used it to make decisions in the industry. You never go broke making a profit. <laughs> I love that one. That's excellent. Excellent. I, um, I had the luxury of working with a very significant developer here in Australia many years ago. Um, I learned a lot about exiting large developments, transactions, and he got himself into some hot water and he asked me to consult to him, which was a quite a unique uh, proposition approach. And he said to me, listen, I, I, I reckon that you've got some ideas and at the moment, I'm sitting with my ass in the wind and I'm about to lose about $40 million. I was like, wow, tell me about that. And I won't give you his name, but you know, his name was, well, it's just his initials with John F. And sitting down with him, I, I worked out pretty fast. This guy was a whale. He had golf courses and unit developments and he had importing businesses. I mean, he was extraordinary. He said to me one day, and I remember this, I was crossing the street after breakfast, a meeting, and he said to me, you'll never go broke making a profit. And that stood the test of time. You know, sometimes there are so much money. There's so much money in deals. Like, you know, recently we shifted a transaction, which would have netted us about 28, 29 million net out of a large master plan. And I actually decided, you know, in the heat of the market and everybody wanting to get in, it was faster to take some fast money off the table and not sort of lasso myself with the risk and the exposure. So 19, I am very thankful that I stepped out of it. So that's held me in good stead. You know, you'll never go broke making a profit. You might go, yeah, but it's only a million. It's only 1.9. If I develop, I make six and a half. Well, and what's the time cost? You know, what's the opportunity burn? What else could I be doing? What other options could I afflict in that space, in that time frame? It's so true. I think it's the speed of money to be able to return it back to you quickly. If you can get, go in a deal, minimal risk oh. and get the money back out quickly, then you're able to move much faster. Otherwise, you tie your money up there, which is what happens with Sorry, developments. Ryan. 36 months, you know, it could be a long time. 
Tyrone, it's this. You are so right. You are on the right path. You know, if I can spend two fifty, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, get a DA, flick it to a large group, and make myself two point nine, three point six. That's intelligent. That is a phenomenal return on cash. Phenomenal. And we do those deals every second week, every week, every other day. You know, I have bankers, I have accountants that just shake their head and go, "What the? You spent 180 grand. You dropped it and made 4.16 million net. Are you kidding me? Shit like that doesn't exist. It does in the world of options. So you are right. It's the speed. It's the brevity. It's the capital you have out. The minimal amount of cash on the line for a huge up game and time's on your side DAs don't take three four years if they did you'd be doing something wrong you know the the rule of thumb for us is that we only do code accessible approvals that's it nothing nothing cute nothing fancy code accessible DAs the council is obliged to approve you don't go in there with this kind of wacky idea that it's you know it's it's quality agricultural land, the current zoning, for example, you know, or, or something similar. And you go in there and say, no, I'm thinking like 35 stories is a high rise. There's no way. Knowing how far he's come, if Rolton met himself 10 years ago, he'd have this to say. Be prepared for hard work. One of the things I've noticed and I've observed in my own trajectory is that we all are hungry for the skill of money, how to earn it, how to produce it how to get better at harvesting it, and that is one skill set. In the hard work, I'm referring to keeping it. It's actually a very different skill. It's an independent skill of keeping it. You know, and with a portfolio now nearing 100 million, it's a different frame. It's not like, yeah, yeah, I did this deal and I made, you know, 1.1 or I made 600 grand or I made 214,000 and you punch in the ceiling. That's awesome. But over, over time, you know, with, with, with experience, you realize it becomes a completely different skill set of keeping it. You know, today, um, one, of, you know, one of the messages that I bring at home hot, and this is part of, you know, my stance, and one of the reasons that I get out there and I still share with people is because they're not focusing on the money they should be earning while they sleep. You know, we all think that we sell time between nine and five and sold that time, get paid. But man, you know, residual income is, the, is, is where it's at. And no one's paying attention to it. We hear it, we discard it. And I'm, you know, I'm on my kids now. I'm saying, you know, like, <laughs> you have got to focus towards residual income. Mm, mm, very true. And what are you worth when you turn off work? When you turn off the job, what are you making? And if the answer is zero, yeah, that's almost a fail. We've got to start to move, shift gears. So the skill of making it is one skill. The skill of keeping it is different. Looking back on the 10 years, I'd say the hard work is actually maintaining it and being smart and looking at the horizon and saying, where are the opportunities? How do I diversify and scale? Today, I'm in precious metals. I'm in derivatives. I'm in CFDs. I'm in forex. I'm in debentures, exotic debentures, IPOs, reverse mergers. Property is one spoke in the wheel. It pays handsomely, but it doesn't define me. I'm not a developer today. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an investor, and I'm proud to say that if I hang up the shoes, you know, there's, there's, a, there's millions of dollars come through without me getting in the car tomorrow. 
And that's a comfortable place to be. And that, being able to disseminate that with my kids and others, man, you know, that, that's pretty valuable. You know, people are willing to listen to that message because they know it's the freaking truth. When it comes to his success, Rolton believes hard work and a little skill are all it takes to make it big. I would say more like, I wouldn't say intelligence, I don't know that there's that much there. <laughs> um, my little girl was saying to me yesterday, Daddy, why don't you have a brain? Um, which is kind of humbling. Um, I would say 80% hard work and 20% skill. You know, I just had a quick meeting with one of my clients this morning at Hungry Jack's and uh, it was the only thing that was open. And, um, you know, I think it's hard work. I look at this guy and I just go, dude, he's, he is on his way. I shouldn't say he, him and his partner. Uh, they're on their way. And it's only because of hard work. This guy has just got, he's got six, seven deals on the go at once. He's a diesel fitter. You know, he's not, you know, he's, he's not worth millions of dollars, but he knows that hard work's the key. And he's now using this system to leverage himself. And he is, he's going to do so freaking well. He's already banked about $870,000. Not bad for a diesel fitter. Not bad. But I know, I know that's just the start. He has just kicked the stones off what is going to be a treasure chest of, of, of wealth for him, mate. So I'd say hard work, man. That's the ratio. If you're interested in reaching out to Mark Rolton or Masslands, here's the best way to do it. Just go on to uh, yeah, propertyoptions.com.au or, or massland.com.au, anything like that, Tyrone. You know, um, If they want to learn more, you know, I've got bits and pieces, snippets all over the internet and what have you. Um, it's testimonials scattered around the place, you know. Um, there's, a, there's numerous ways they can reach out to us, buddy. I'd like to say a big thank you to Mark Rolton for joining us on this episode of Property Investory. If you'd like to find out more about Mark or his story, head to propertyinveststory.com.